What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS Podcast. The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information to the music community. Gang, gang, yes. gang. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I killed that. And it messed you up. Amen. You so what are we talking about today? First, we're going to fix your microphone. Leave me alone. Because that's all right. Leave me alone. Okay. okay. I got it. Thank you. So we're going to talk about fixing microphones. Oh, Lord. What are we talking about today? Um... Just living, mm. um, finding the balance of life, yeah. um, balancing our dreams, goals, and expectations of ourselves with other people's dreams, goals, and expectations of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting conversation with a very gifted person. I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. 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 I. <laughs> What up, y'all? I got the girl, Tashara <laughs> McGee, in the building. Hey, Yo. we got the shy in the building. Gang, heavy, gang, gang, heavy, gang, heavy, gang. Heavy. How are you feeling? I am great. I'm great. It's dope to be here. Gang. Shona. We're happy to have you. It's, it's a pleasure, for sure. It's definitely a pleasure. Before we start, I would like for you to tell the people why you are here. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful guys, <laughs> Dino Mike. <laughs> okay, um, so we're basically um, trying to do a legacy project for my grandparents. Yeah, but I guess it's like for the family's sake. Yeah. So um, I come from a musical family. Everybody is musical. Yeah. Um, and my grandmother is like the matriarch. You know, big dog. Gang. So, um, and it's dope to have her still present with us. So while she's still present, we want her voice to be heard in a manner that will assist us when time comes and it goes. Yeah, so, that is so beautiful. Yeah. So speaking of the matriarch, that, that okay. is a perfect segue. Pe- Take pe- us to the beginning. Oh, Lord. I want to know Tashara's whole life. Start at the top. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, snap. Um, Jeez. Okay. I was born in a choir stand. You know what I'm saying? Like Basically. literally? Almost. That would have been crazy to know if she, okay. Whole time, almost. Okay. So I'm a Thanksgiving baby. And okay. where I come from, we have Thanksgiving Day service. Yeah. So I was literally born on Thanksgiving. I don't, it was after our Thanksgiving Day service, whilst in service, my mother went into labor. Fire. So you were almost literally. I was literally almost a crash stand baby, for sure. Word. <laughs> that is a crazy story. Yeah, so. So after being born, of course, you got to grow up to know what's sure. going on. So Chicago your whole life? Very much, for the most part. Okay. For the most part, my family is from down south. Oh, Shout out to We're at Mississippi for show now. Mississippi in the building. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So when you say your family is from Mississippi, like who is from Mississippi? Specifically? So my grandfather is from Jackson. Gang. He grew up in Terry, but my granddaddy from Jackson. And my grandmother is from Clarksdale. And we all just kind of stemmed down from there. That's beautiful. Yeah. So. And. With you saying that your grandmother was into music, did you automatically like 
as soon as you can walk, talk, are you already like doing musical stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. My mother has a plethora of Ooh. pictures of me as a baby in my choir robe. I mean, wait, when like, we say baby, please tell me how old. Ooh, we, um, I want to say three, four. Okay. Now tell me what color robe. I just wanted this for the people. Which one? Give me two. Okay, so we we got the red and white, and then we got the brown and the orange. See, the red and white was cool. But the Reese's, though. <laughs> the Reese's choir robe. But wait, but wait, but wait, 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 wait. Whole time, it was not as bad. Like It sounds the, worse than it actually looks. For sure. Like, the, the color scheme actually hit. I, I mean, yeah, it's literally the, the Reese's hit. promo. <laughs> so it's got to look like something. Yo, it, it wasn't that bad, you know, but you know what made it? My grandfather, of course, he is the pastor of the church that I grew up in. What's the name of the church? Eureka Missionary Baptist Church. Eureka, Eureka Missionary Strong. Baptist Church. Gang yeah. out okay. here. Heavy, heavy. Um, He actually had, and the crazy thing is all of our choir robes coming up. My grandfather has a robe that he preaches in that literally matches our choir robes. For sure. That's fine. Okay. The pastor... Yep. Getting up to preach with matching robe. Yes, but he has the pastor form. But it's of the, the same choir color scheme. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't got the Go choir robe on, but I got the same colors. Hold on. So, like, Hold what? Y'all got them custom made or something? Very much, very much. That sounds fancy, Tashara. Very much. I mean, from, from what I hear and from what I see, you yeah. know, like history, memories, and stuff. My family was some heavy hitters back in the day. Oh, you know let's saying? go heavy so hitters. They, they, they're definitely um, a known group of individuals. Yeah. So it wasn't, um, what's the word? It wasn't I, you know what yeah, I'm saying, to yeah. kind of experience and see everything. So, yeah. So we three and we already singing? Man, whoo, heavy, heavy. Do you remember any of those days singing? Absolutely. Inside out. Inside out, okay. Well, yes, love my Jesus. For sure. Inside out, okay. inside out, <laughs> inside okay. out. Okay, from inside out to I am a C, I am a C H, I am a C H R I S C I N. Listen, I never heard it before, but I feel the vibe. I ain't heard that one. You got me on that one. And I have C-H-R-I-S-T-M-I-H-E-A-R-T and I will L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y. Hey! Wow, you, you know never what that's, heard that but, one? No, but you that's know what that sounds crazy. like? What? That sounds like the people at Ryan singing happy birthday. <laughs> that's what that's like. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. We are so excited. We love it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> from the Ryan's crew. Hey, that's what that sound like. I'm screaming. No, it was no, no. But that's the vibe though. It's I'm a beautiful it. vibe. I'm gonna literally go the, Google that song. Hey, do it. It's a bunch of people. I taught it being over the youth choir. I taught my kids that song. Wait, Legit. wait, you you carrying me too fast. Snap. Okay. You ended Snap. up directing it. Okay, let's disregard for just a second. Bet. So you three, you start singing. You got the Reese's going on. Okay. Hey. Were you leading any songs? Yes. Oh Let's my lord. What did you lead? Um, I can't even think. Um, I I remember specifically one of the songs we used to sing. Um, what is that Yolanda Adams song? Um, I won't 
To see the blessed face. I the man who died for me. Nope. Sacrifice his life for my liberty. Yes, I have. I I know that part. Often say, my God. Listen. Hey, 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 yeah, I Whoa, heard that that's part. history, man. Yeah, what? Yeah, 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 I know that one. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. When you got to the sacrifice, I, I do kind of remember that. Yeah, so. It, Did you enjoy you know, leading, though? No. I Actually, I. Mm, Tell man. the truth, shame the <laughs> devil. <laughs> so, um, coming up, singing wasn't really something I hid from. I remember for sure the day. I kind of started to shy away from singing. Okay. I was going to school at um, Beethoven. Mm-hmm. It's a school off State Street. Okay. I was going to Beethoven and we were some, for some reason we had an assembly and whatever group I was a part of, we had to sing in it or whatever. And I don't know what it was, but like, I just got this odd feeling like I don't want to portray that I'm the junk. You know what I'm saying? Too early. So um, it kind of humbled me, but it humbled me a little too much. Because yeah. from that point forward, I kind of shied away from the mic. And I was just like, mm, we want you to do a solo. No. Can you leave? No. Do you want to? No. But hold on. But hold on. For you, t- how old were you at that time? Uh, um, Had to be sixth, fifth or sixth grade. Okay. Fifth or sixth grade. You have a thought that you don't want to have a big ego, basically. Heavy, heavy. Do where do you get that from? Like, I to don't even know. to even think about having an ego, where did that come from? The crazy thing is, I cannot tell you. Like, I honestly do not know. I just remember. I remember. I can see it like it was yesterday. I remember because I was on my way out to ballroom dance. Yeah, and I was just. I just so happened to be singing in the hallway and. Like, I just got the strangest urge, and it kind of, like, shackled me to an extent. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say humbled me. It kind of shackled me because it was like, nah, don't do that because you don't want to give off a, a certain type of energy, a certain type of vibe too soon. And, and, of course, I grew up in a musical family, so I know I can sing. I know I'm blessed and gifted to vocalize it was just these are facts you know it was just something that was just like nah and and the craziest thing is i didn't give it too much thought it came and it stuck and it it definitely um it kind of bound me up early yeah and it did it really really tight so yeah yeah so was the choir director thing a way to still be in it but not have to sing not necessarily okay um i kind of as life progressed um yeah i kind of slipped or eased out of the shyness because it was i stepped into a season i guess you could say of reintroducing myself to my voice so as I reintroduced myself to something I had already had, but it was kind of on lockdown for a very long time, reintroducing myself to it, it was kind of, it was new, you know, it was definitely refreshing. So like I slowly, slowly eased my way back into it. So what prompted you to want to like break the chains though? Oh, (laughs) that's, 
Um, that's a very good question. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I just know for sure singing was something that was a part of me. Yeah. Music is something that was a part of me, whether I wanted it to be or not. Yeah. So with it, with that being the case, it was essentially something that I couldn't run from. Ooh. So it was like, are you going to continue to run from what is inevitable? Yeah. Or are you going to cautiously proceed? So, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. So, we were talking earlier. Okay. And I want you to say, because this is a good time for you to explain it, because I never heard it this way before. Okay. We were talking to Jalea. Right. About her musical background. Uh Uh-huh. And you said something about a person's background that blew me away. (laughs) Like, I need you to, like, tell the people what you told me about. (laughs) A person's background because it was insane. Okay. Um, so basically, um, a lot of people like to, when they consider their background, they like to think they have a hand in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the unfortunate for some, fortunate for others, fact about that is we don't have anything to do with our background at all. Whatever it is, whatever it consists of. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Whether that background is good or bad. Yes. We don't have a say in it. But the greatest part and the craziest part about it being a background is the ground portion of that. Yes. Talk to them. You can't do anything about the background, but you can totally do so much about the 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 like the upcoming if you get what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so the background that's something that does not deal with you but what comes as a result of the background has so much to do with you and everyone that you surround yourself with but ultimately it's the ground. Your background is essentially the ground that you stand on. Yes. But the dope and, part about it is and the it's life in the back. behind. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so like when you said that earlier, I'm like, okay, it, the word is a compound word, right? So now back, which is behind mm-hmm. ground, which is like foundation or like your For feet. Sure. So it would literally be like, if you wanted a visual, it would be like a back wall and a floor. Heavy. And that's your foundation that you have nothing to do with. You have nothing at all to do with at all, whether it be good or bad, you have nothing to do with it. But the reason a lot of people like to say that they have a hand in their background is because without thinking you are a result of the background. Yes. And I want to ask you a question about that. Okay. Being a result of that background Mm -hmm. People are not always okay with it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. In your experience, why do you think people run from their background? Because of the idea, I guess one can say that um, they will fall prey to their background, you Mm -hmm. know, and you kind of find that you can find it in good backgrounds, bad backgrounds, good scenarios, bad scenarios. Yeah. Um, a lot of people run from it because a lot of people don't 
truly want to accept the truth of the past when the past essentially prepares you for the future. Ooh, ooh. Uh, just in case y'all have not figured that out. Look, I can't even say it. Just in case y'all have not figured it out. <laughs> she's a preacher. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure y'all have listened long enough for oh, that to snap. be very obvious. But you definitely a preacher. I'm screaming. Jesus. My Lord. I mean, you you swaggy with it. I mean, I try to be. But you definitely a preacher. Heavy. But heavy. like when you said that, like earlier when you were talking about that, I was like, whoa. Because I know people who don't want to be associated with their background, bro. Yep. It's sure. like, for whatever reasons, like you said, good or bad, like for instance, especially in situations where a person feels they want to have their own identity. Absolutely. So sometimes the disassociation is not from a place of shame, but from a place of wanting to be seen separate from In a different light. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and uh, it, that's definitely, that's a, that's a heavy statement for sure. But the thing about it is it, it's a full circle. Okay. So you can't, you you can't really run from something you'll eventually run, run into. into Jesus. So yes, it, it it the more the more you run, the more you run from it, mm-hmm. the faster you'll run, run into, into it. it. God, and Jesus. that that's that's the truth that a lot of people don't want to face, which is why a lot of people have personal issues familial issues because they keep smacking dead into what they're trying to to get away from from. yes lord good not knowing that that's the very thing that is going to launch them into their oneness yes so what do you think a healthy version of establishing personal identity while embracing where you come from Ooh, um acceptance that's a big word acceptance truly acceptance of what like what should we be accepting life a- accepting accepting hmm not necessarily accepting Skirt. embracing oh embracing embracing what is and what ain't yeah embracing what you know and what you don't yeah um accepting i was gonna say the l word but my grandparents may watch this hallelujah okay, so yes, yes the stories from the truth yeah um embracing it all and what yes. once you allow yourself to embrace it throw it all in a bag yeah you know what I'm saying? Shake it up, stir it up, however yeah. you feel. Once you allow yourself to do that, you can then form a healthy version of yourself. Ooh. <laughs> so, listen, I know from my own personal experience is that what happens is when you're not in a space where you're ready to embrace mm-hmm. It kind of, what's a word? Like, I don't know if it's 
distorts or perverts i don't know which word it is but like you start to tell yourself a false narrative to cope but it becomes toxic to think about because it's not true sabotage that's it. <laughs> that's it. sabotage is that's definitely self sabotage yes. heavy yes. on the self sabotage and like and it's like some people would rather self sabotage than to embrace absolutely like the truth is the truth is the truth heavy heavy it's nothing you can do about what has already been done absolutely but like embracing it in a healthy way, understanding the good about it, understanding the bad about it, having a self-reflection, especially in family, mm-hmm. like what characteristics do I have that are good from this crew? What characteristics do I have that are bad from this crew? Yeah. Okay. What is what is God calling me to do and how does that all line up with who I am and Absolutely. where I come from? Like not in a way to be like, you know what? Forget them. Right. Absolutely. Or the opposite. Not in a way to put them on a pedestal so much that you can't even be challenged. Very true. Like, all right, your family cool, but they ain't really all that. They, like that did it did. Not to the point not to the point where you shouldn't check yourself. Heavy. Heavy. Especially in families where like they rock hard, so they'll kinda like celebrate each other not being sweet. So then you grow up like, hey, my people with me, but all y'all could possibly be wrong. Heavy, heavy. <laughs> on the everybody is wrong. Everybody, okay? Everybody wrong. The whole situation is toxic. It's terrible. Okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. So getting to that place where you're like, okay, I'm going to take it all in. I'm going to put right. it all in the bag. I'm going to shake it up and I'm going to embrace it. Yeah. This is my truth. These are my roots. This is my background. And then after you embrace, what does the next step look like so embracing it um taking it for what it is excuse y'all my lash praise god for lashes embracing it um putting it all in the bag the the thing about the thing about carrying embracing embracing what you are carrying Mm -hmm. um the dope thing about it is when you pile a bunch of stuff in a bag yeah the bag will at one point in time get to its maximum capacity. Yeah. And with that being the case, you find slight tears in the bag, Mm. slight holes in the bag. And this Mm. all happens as you progress in life, as you begin to find yourself, find who you are, what you are, what you desire out of life, considering where you came from, the likes and the dislikes, the yays and the nays, the has and the lows, all of that is in the bag, piling on top of all of that, who you are becoming, what you're walking into, those little minor holes and tears and rips, you'll begin to drop some of that stuff while building yourself. So the next step is essentially going about life as normal. You know what I'm saying? Just continuing to build on yourself because once you build on yourself, you, without knowing, drop off what you could have ran from um, and it 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 allows you to be a better you yeah. because though you aren't carrying it anymore yeah it's still there yeah it 
you'll always be able to recall it. Yeah. And it won't be a uh or yay. It'll be a it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, so So how do you how do you get to a place of Yo, do we need to take a break for the lash? Nope. Okay, fix the lash in Heavy Jesus' on the name. Fix the lash. Oh, fix the lash in Jesus' name. Fix the. I'm killing okay, you, by, by the way. Hey, y'all, she old school church too. Heavy. Yo, she's so old school church is crazy. Heavy. So, since we just randomly started talking about church, let's go back. Y'all, we all over the place. Heavy, heavy, just, heavy. It's for y'all. It's okay, for y'all. Yeah, so, we're back so. to church. We become a choir director. Do we like it? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> well, is this thing on? Uh, it definitely is. <laughs> definitely. Um, no. No. No, wait. No. Hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Kinda. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In the middle. In the middle. In the middle. Just a little bit in the middle. <laughs> right, like right there. Smack dab 50 50. Smack dab. Like, like in the middle. In the no, middle. No, a little bit one way or the other. No, smack dab in the middle. Why middle and not yes or no? Just because um, it was it was just something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wanted myself to be like, I really like this. You know what I'm saying? I want to do this. Because my mother was the chief directress. My mother oh. is still the chief directress. So looking at my mother um, direct the choir coming up as a child, yeah, it was like, yo, I want the robe with the little thing that says yeah. chief directress on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it kind of it it started off as something that I wanted to you know take off and be super excited about. Yeah, but. It just became one of those things. It just became another notch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So once you started doing it. Okay. So if you're in a place where you see your mom and you're like, yo, I really want to do that. And then you start doing it and you like end up moving to the middle. Something has to be happening. That is making you feel like. You want to move to the middle. Um, I would like to honestly say. I was always in the middle. Okay. Even, um, so, so the, okay. So the idea of it looked good. Absolutely. And that's what the, I want to wear the robe with the mm-hmm. thing, but doing it, you was already. Yeah. It, I didn't go in it with high expectations, low okay. expectations. I just kind of went in it like, okay, whatever okay. we get out of it, you know, I would like for it to be this. Yes. But if it ain't. Yes. It ain't. Okay. So I want to ask you this. You're directing the choir. How old are the youth? Ooh, so I started off directing the um adults. For oh, oh Jesus, which are just big youth, heavy, just a big youth choir, heavy, old youth, heavy. Okay, seasoned French fries is what we like to call them. Okay, French fries with the Cajun seasoning on it. Okay, Gang. heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. So then you ended up. How long did you direct the uh grown youth? I still do from time to time, yeah. actually. Um, but because I played the drums as well, it was a lot of back and forth. So from the choir stand to the drums, from the drums to directing, directing to choir, back to lead, back to the drums. So it was <laughs> a lot of it was we a lot of running around. Okay, so wait, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna okay. remember the youth 
you directed and used. I have to remember that. Mm-hmm. But now you got to tell me the drum story, dog. <laughs> How did we become a drummer? Yo, okay. So I was, I started playing drums when I was nine years old. I remember the day like it was yesterday. Okay. Jesus have mercy. So my grandfather already said is the pastor of the church yeah. I grew up in. Shout out to my granddaddy. Yes. yes. Um. So we just so, we, my brothers and I, we just so happened to be with dear and papa that day yeah. and they had male course choir rehearsal yeah so we of course had to go with papa wherever papa went you know yeah. so we get to the church and i'm sitting on the front row as a nine-year-old man in my biz yeah you, you chilling. know chilling doing you know doing are what you I singing do. along no not at all i was minding my business <laughs> heavy on the mind of my business i was trying to go and sit in the office but uh it just wasn't working out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I sat on the front row, yeah. minding my business. They singing, doing they doing they thing. And this is back in the day. I yeah. was literally nine years old. Yeah. I was sitting on the front row doing whatever I was doing. And our musician at the time, his name was JB. Yeah. JB beckoned for me to come to the drums because the drummer wasn't there. Okay. So I'm thinking he calling me over there, get him some water, you know, wipe <laughs> his head. Something, okay, because they they was crunk back in the day, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm thinking he want me to come over there, some slight picked that up off the floor, whatever. Yeah. And he said, sit on the drums. He said, and I don't want you to do nothing but hit the hi hat and hit the floor. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Don't don't like that was literally all I yeah. did. From that moment on, I've been a musician. So did you fall in love with the drums? Absolutely. Was it 50-50? It was 100% totally. Totally. Oh, it's getting spicy. Totally. (laughs) It's getting spicy. Totally. Okay. What is the difference? First of all, did you, because I need to know the timeline before I ask this question. Okay. You started playing drums the first time nine. Mm -hmm. When did you become a choir director? Ooh. We talking teenager? No, maybe, Yes. I want to say between if you were directing 18, okay that's good 17 and okay. like 20 so we almost we almost about mm-hmm. grown mm-hmm. so from 9 till then you're developing as a drummer absolutely and you like loving this I loved every bit of it I mean yes. drumming became that thing for me what thing for you my outlet mm. drumming was drumming was everything if I was upset get on the drums yes. if i like if i just needed to like just pour out get on the drums yes. and it it helped every time is it still like that today with the drums? absolutely let's go absolutely the crazy yo the crazy thing is when i got licensed to preach i got licensed yeah. to preach um four years ago okay wow yeah five years ago yeah Yo, that's crazy. I got licensed to preach five years ago. Uh-huh. And I remember that day, I was overly, like, out of it. Okay. And I was sitting on the front row at my trial sermon. Yeah. The choir was singing. Everybody was just up in flames doing their thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus, whoo, Lord, okay, whoo, all right. Uh, uh. Yeah. And after a while... I was overcome with emotion uh-huh. and I was overwhelmed and yeah. I knew that I wouldn't make it through the evening without coming back down 
So I looked at my grandfather and I said, can I please go play the drums? And this is your, he paused. This your initial sermon and you about to play the drums. Yes. At my trial sermon, I had on a full suit. Yo, it was crazy, man. A what full color suit. was it, dog? It was beige and black. Oh, Yo, swag. With a is black this like heel. pants or a skirt? It was definitely a skirt. Let's for sure. Go. For sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. And you asked them, could you play? Yeah, because I knew that they they wanted me to be in a space where I was focused. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And at that at the time before playing the drums, no, sir. You won't focus. Heavy, heavy. Okay. <laughs> so they, they wanted to ensure that, you know, I remained in a clear headspace. Yeah. Not knowing that I needed to get on the drums for that to happen. Wow. So I looked at him like, can I please get on the drums? And he paused because he was, you know, in it with the choir. He paused for a second. And then he nodded his head. I sped around that church so quick. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. So I got on the drums and I literally played for two minutes. I called for my brother, dropped the sticks and walked off like ain't nothing just happened. They in the middle of the song. My little brother picked up the sticks and kept going. I walked off like, oh, yeah, I could do this now. We good. Let's go. I've never. I've. Of course, I'm a musician. For sure. I know a lot of musicians. I've never heard any of the homies <laughs> connect like playing to that type of what would you call that? Is it therapy? Is it I guess you could say it was therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, because I've never heard somebody be like, yo, I was about to have a nervous breakdown or I was extremely emotional or my anxiety was through the roof. I played the drums for two minutes and then I was good. I ain't never heard that before ever in in my life. Man, I it was news to me, honestly. And I kind of knew that that would help me. So it all I needed was to go ahead from my granddaddy. That yeah. was all I needed. He nodded his head. I dropped him shoes. I sped around that church. I'm like, oh, yeah. Got on there, played a couple licks. I dropped the minute I felt free in myself. I dropped the sticks, and it only took two minutes. Thank it God, it only took because boy, if you would have had to play all the way until you got up to preach, that would have been crazy. Listen, listen. I'm glad it only took minutes. Out of breath, wigs sweating, all of it. Okay, but you just said something that I want to ask you about. Okay, all I needed was the go ahead from my granddaddy. Mm-hmm. How important in your life is the go ahead from your granddaddy? Oh Lord. <laughs> oh, oh. Yo, oh wow. Um you done struck a nerve. Yes, let, let's <laughs> This is what the people need. You we here for the people. This ain't for us, this for them. Um man, my grandfather's go ahead is everything. Yeah. Um it means the absolute world to have his approval. Mm. His stamp of approval. It means the absolute world to me. Yeah. And what you and his relationship like that's my big dog that is my best friend in the entire world for sure my grandfather my grandparents of course the both of them but i mean my heart in human form for sure i will do i will kill a brick for my grandfather y'all she from the shy heavy she's doing really good right now hey hey first of all let me give you props listen because that's the first thing you done said so you i'm i'm tripping heavy I gotta, I gotta say I'm proud of you. <laughs> you only said brick. That's good. Where you where you're from, we gotta talk about it. Where you're from, and we talked about it earlier today. Like the whole northerners, southerners, southerners like the whole 
Northerners are rude and mean. Southerners are sweet and nice. Right. That's a stereotype. But Heavy. it does bring about a good point. It and does. I'm going to just transition to that because okay. we're just going to flow. Okay. You're not, by definition of the stereotype, you're not a typical Northern girl. For sure. Is it because your people from Mississippi? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because essentially, like, if your grandma and granddaddy were born and raised in the South, even if they moved to the city, they still Southern people that just live heavy. So I'm pretty sure, like, cooking, upbringing, philosophy, mindset is still Southern. Absolutely. So Loki, so they create your mama. Your For mama sure. create you. For sure. You a southern girl that live in the city. Heavy. 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 Like, so do you ever have instances where people who from the city say, nah, you ain't like everybody else? Yes. Oh, my goodness. For like, sure. And how do you take that? Um, I kind of just brushed it off initially. But um, I have a very, very, very strange love for the country. Okay. You know, I would like I would like to thank people of America. I am a country girl trapped in a city girl body. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. I am a country girl at heart. I love the country. Yeah. For sure. Down south is where it's at. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just embraced my roots, you know what I'm saying? And realized that I enjoyed the slower pace. As opposed to the fast pace of the city. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Now, yes. I love it. Granted, I love it. I'm I'm a city yes. girl. I was born yes. and raised in the city. Um, but because I was raised, for the most part, with my mom and my grandparents. Yeah. Southerners. Yes. That is the background that we were talking about. Yes. That's something that I can't control. It was planted in yes. me already. Yes. And I just grew up in a different element, you yes. know. So you just said something that I want to ask you about. Because I don't think I realized this. Your mom was born when? Do you know what year? 1970. Were they already in Chicago? Yes. My grandparents actually met in Chicago. Interesting. Tell a little bit. So. Do you uh, know the story at all? I do. Tell it. Oh, that's crazy. So, um, and I only know it because my grandfather, we were in the car one day Mm -hmm. and we were. Sorry, guys. Something's going on. (laughs) My hair from my mustache got in my mouth. Don't even worry about it. Continue. continue. Bless him, Lord. Heal him, Lord. But anyway, so um, I was in a car with Papa one day, and yeah. we were driving out west, and he stopped in front of a bus stop, and he okay. said to me, this is where I said hey to your grandmother for the first time. And I was like, yo, what? Mind you, my grandparents are about to celebrate 54 years in marriage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... To to know to see where it all began, it was just like, yo, this is mad. Yeah, okay? that's crazy. So, um, they were both from Mississippi. Both moved to Chicago at different times in their lives. Crazy. Um, didn't know each other was from Mississippi. Worked at the same place, and there was one specific day I will never forget it. It was rain pouring, raining outside. Yeah. And my grandmother, my grandfather, noticed driving to work that my grandmother was waiting at the bus stop. Okay. And he noticed her pulled over 
and beckon for her to get in the car Ooh. because my grandmama she is the stylish queen okay Ooh. oh yeah the, yeah. the woman if you is know, a you know if you know my grandmama you know the woman is full of style full of life yeah um so her hair beat you know what i'm saying yeah. laid okay yeah. so my granddaddy was trying to help my girl out <laughs> And my grandmother, you know, she was just like, what? We don't get in the car with strangers. Hey, like, you, you know OD. what I'm saying? Hey, you OD on that. And my grandfather pointed to the sticker in the window to let her know we work at the same place. Oh. So they got in the car and it's been what it's been. That's a movie scene. Man, yo, That's I'm trying to scene. tell you. Okay, man. That is a heavy movie scene. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So you you grew up like watching them love on each other. Absolutely. And also with your granddad being a pastor, like you grew up seeing him like serving others too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did any of that rub off on you? Like the the need or the desire to serve? Yes. Okay. You the, the, the that yes has something on it. What what seasoning was on that yes? Explain oh. to the people what that seasoning was. Oh wow. Um, I did not know, um, where it had come from. Okay. To be straight. Um, okay. I didn't know where it had come from. I just know that you know, as children, we desire to be certain things. Yeah, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a firefighter. Facts. You know what I'm saying? My biggest goal coming up was to be a gymnastics teacher. I went from wanting to be a gymnastics teacher to wanting to be a police officer. Okay. From wanting to be a police officer, I was introduced to medicine. So um, watching my, my papa serve in a different aspect it definitely aided in my growth as far as as far as serving, yeah. you know, was concerned. But to to start it off, I can't really say that I knew where it came from. Yeah, I just know I had a a crazy passion and love for people. So, do you f- feel like career wise, you were in search of a path that served people? Yes. Okay. What made you decide that medicine was the thing? Woo. Um, geez, Louise. I, I kind of counted, counted up all the costs. Yeah. You know, as far as, you know, just considering everything. Yeah. And the good thing about medicine is there are so many areas of it. Yeah. So many areas of it. You don't, you could be legit tied to a desk. Yeah. Making six, seven figures. Yeah. You could be in the field. Yeah. Six to seven figures. Yeah. Bedside with patients. Six, seven God. figures. Yeah. Yeah. Dip, dip. And it's all healthcare. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't really um, a money thing for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But knowing, counting it all up, it was just a, you could, you could truly get what you want and give people what, what they need. Get what you want and get what you want. You know what I'm saying? Because the check ain't nothing to complain about. Yeah, you know facts, what I'm saying? Facts. So me wanting to help and serve people was me getting what I wanted. Yeah. But the bag was also security. me getting. Exactly. It was me getting what I wanted. The joint yeah. was secure from yes. the joint. So, yeah. so you made a conscious decision to say, okay, how do I, how does service meet stability financially? Right. That is very smart of you. Yeah. That's number one, because you're 
a young black woman out here in these streets. Heavy. Trying to figure life out. And you know. And you landed on medicine, which is crazy. But I want to talk about, I'm about to throw a curveball oh, at you. Snap. Okay. You're talking about health care, right? Okay. What about mental health care? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you were doing whatever? What do you be doing? First of all, what you be doing? Like you say you work in healthcare. What you be doing? So I work as a lab assistant now. Yeah. Presently. Um, I've been doing it for six years. Okay. And I absolutely love it. Okay. So I shoot people with needles. That's devastating. So you shoot people with needles. They sit down. You're the person that I, I, I need to take this drug test because I'm trying to get this job. I got you. Or I need to do this or do this. I got you. Sit down. Run these labs on you real quick. Yes. Yeah, boop, boop. Okay. So have you ever found yourself in a situation where with a patient or coworker where the need to serve, whether it's through a 30 second, 45 second exchange, whether it's a coworker that you become cool with. Have you ever find found yourself in a place where serving in ministry and serving in healthcare kind of came together, Absol- building a relationship? Yo, absolutely. Okay. Man, um, I have so many stories to be honest, but my favorite one is, and the reason it's my favorite is because I actually just re um, re encountered this person okay so this is dope um i worked at the very first hospital i got hired at after getting my licensure for what i do now was up north okay i went from working up north i worked up north for two years Mm -hmm. from up north i went to the hospital that i was born at yeah in the south suburbs yeah i worked there for two years and while working there i met a 101 year old patient um I was doing my best at work. She was actually not one of my patients. Um, she was someone else, one of my coworkers' patients. And she came down and, or my coworker rather, came down like, I got a patient, can't get it. So she just threw it on the table. So everybody in the lab doing their stuff, woo, woo. I come in and my super at the time said, ask Tashara. So um, no, it's time for me to go. Okay. Don't ask me for Nathan. Yeah. So as I'm preparing to go, because it was legit about five or seven till I was about to get up out of yeah. there. And um they came to me, showed me like we got a patient. I'm already, I'm good, God bless you. I'm <laughs> throwing up the throwing up the hand so I yeah. can go. Um and in the process of that, she started talking about the patient. And I think they did that on purpose because they know I got a thing for people. Yeah, they so hit you. They hit you. They hit she you. She told when me. <laughs> um, she told me, "Yo, this lady is 101 years old," and I stopped in my oh, tracks. Oh yeah, you. They ain't have to tell you no more. I stopped in my tracks, and I said, "What's her name?" And they told me the name, so I took the label. I said, "Okay, I'll go up." I didn't already get out of my work clothes, mm-hmm. legit ready to go. Yeah, I didn't even put my work clothes back on. I grabbed a lab coat, and I went upstairs, saw the lady. And the the doctor's perspective of this young seasoned French fry yeah. um, was that she was like completely out of her mind. So I was prepared to handle the situation accordingly. I went in and it was like she pointed me out of a, a room full of people and I was the only one standing there. Hmm. And I said, hey. 
I'm here, you know, I got to get some labs on you. And everybody else, I mean, there were notes. She was combative, feisty, da 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 And I didn't get that vibe from her. So I entered with caution. Yeah. I'm talking to the lady. Hey, you know, woo-woo. And whilst we were talking, yeah, she knowing nothing about me, literally started pouring into my life. Legit, something serious. She started pouring into my life something serious. And I was just standing there in utter shock. Yeah. It got to the point where I text downstairs. I probably shouldn't be saying this on here. Told them somebody clock me out. I'm done for the day. I'm going to shoot this blood down the tube. Yeah. Y'all grab it. Do what y'all will. I'll come back and grab my stuff. I'm done for today. Yeah. In the process of that, I ended up on the side of her bed with a chair pulled up. She was holding my hands, praying, singing, and I was in tears. The nurse walked in and her exact words were to the nurse. Don't worry about her. The Lord got her now. And I was in shock. How old were you? Jesus. 22. Okay. So, okay. You're 22 years old. 20. No. Yeah. No. 22, 23. Either way. 22, 23. Do you remember what space you were in at the time? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Attempting to run from being a preacher. Um, wanting to understand life why it was what it was yeah. at the time that it was what it was <laughs> yeah. um there was a lot going on in my mind i was not in a healthy headspace so to hear those words from her and to hear everything she had said to me it was just like this is the push that i needed mm. and crazy cr- as crazy as it seemed i had never i never saw that lady again at all until I recently started working a new job and this particular job, we had to go from place to place, nursing home to nursing home, collecting as opposed to being in the hospital. I just so happened to grab the, the lady's book and I said, this can't be who I think it is. At least a year and a half has passed. I'm like, this can't be who I think it is. First of all, you is. said she was 101 to start yes, with. Yes, yes. So I'm like, nah, close the book, hand it off. I get to the room, looked at the door. I said, this is exactly who I think it is. This literally just happened like a month ago. I'm like, okay. So I proceed with caution because I'm just like, all right. I haven't seen this lady in a long time. I was praying to God that she hadn't gone on to be with him, but I didn't know. So much time had passed. So I walked in the room. And she automatically knew who I was. She said, I've been looking for you this entire time. And poured into me like, sit down, baby. You know what we do. Sit down. And I have chills. That was just what it was. I have major chills. I have major chills. Yeah. Give me a minute. (laughs) Give me a minute. We're going to take a break. Do we find Jesus or do we accept Jesus? At Papa, what you think about that? Yes, do we find Jesus? Or, or and if you need to Facetime him to ask mm-hmm. him, please do. Okay, please. Bad, because bad, I want to. My, my, 
my mind is saying I found Jesus a long time ago. But if we don't find him and we ex- if he's not lost and we just accept the man who's always been there, then we need to say accept. Hey, Papa, where you at? What's going on? We need some assistance with the lyrics. Okay, so what you say, Roger? Running past Papa one so more time. So I, I wanted to say um, I found Jesus a long time ago. But the question is, do we find Jesus or do we accept Jesus as our Savior? He wasn't lost. We were. Oh, exactly. Oh, 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 exactly. Oh, oh. Exactly. Hey, exactly. Hey, the man's come in hey. hitting and quitting. What is wrong with y'all? The man's come in hitting and quitting. He wasn't lost. We were. My God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on, she fixing her situation. We are back. Heavy. All right. I needed a minute because it hit me heavy, but I, I we're going to stay there. So you don't have to give like details of the conversation, but okay. what is what was like the basis of that interaction? The one the the last one. Um she was kind of reminding me of everything she had told me almost a year and a half, 2 years ago. As if you needed to hear it again. Yes. Which means you probably needed to hear it again. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. At this point, a year and a half has gone by. And I would like to think, based on what you're saying, that it was a time when you needed to hear it again. Absolutely. Where were you? It's only been a month ago, so I know you can tell me. What's going on with you where that would be something that you need? Everything kind of hit hit the ceiling at one time. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought I had everything under control and I thought I was in a much better space. Of course, almost two years has gone by. So I'm thinking I'm good. You know, everything is going on, but hey, that's life. It is what it is. Um, and I felt exactly what you said. Yeah. You know, um, I had to run into this lady yeah. because legitimately it wasn't two or three days after I quit that job. So the yo, uh, so it's almost like a divine inter- intervention, and that lady like an angel or something. Heavy. It's like everywhere I go, she's there, and she's like, "Yo, I ain't seen you in almost two years, but let me remind you something." That's like God using somebody to remind you that, yo, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a different kind of crazy. Heavy, heavy, heavy. So when you left, did you still have like more patients to go see? No, she was my last patient. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. I actually, I was on my way. And that's a crazy coincidence that she was. Exactly. And the the crazier thing about it was I actually thought I had two jobs at that facility. If okay. one of them was a pickup, the other one was her. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Did what I did, sat and talked with her for a minute. And me trying to remain professional, I almost broke. And I'm just breathing like, Shasha, wait till you get to your car. <laughs> You got it, dog. Wait till you get to the car. So I leave her. I go interact with the nurses. Hey, y'all, thanks. Woo, woo. So you, you, you like, it's, 
Yes. Inside, it's like, woo, woo, yes, woo, 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 it really, really was. And I got to my car and broke. I broke completely. Because I'm just like, at this point, I got yeah, what? You, okay, yeah, what up? Because, yeah, what? I, I'm seeing the lady now. She's 103. Right. Like, what's what? good? What's up? For her to be preserved that long, for her to have those couple of encounters with you is very divine. Heavy. Like, the most divine story I've ever heard in my life that really strongly makes me believe like she is an angel. And I don't know what, you know, everybody Heavy. believe different stuff. They believe what they believe, but Heavy. that's crazy. You get in the car, you break down. But you just said something that we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. I thought I had everything under control. Yeah. Clearly you didn't. Heavy. <laughs> but what made what made you feel like you did? Because I was telling myself that I did. That is not a good reason to think you do. True. He ain't, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. <laughs> it's under control. How you know? Because I Cause say I it is. I told myself it is. Okay? If I say it's under control, it's under control. But saying it was from a place of wanting it to be, but not Absolutely. necessarily meaning that Absol- it was. It was so you're trying to. So you're trying to like, I got this. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. Yep. I got this. I, I got, got this. And, and then you see her. I don't have got this. I don't yes. got it. <laughs> Heavy. It was okay. like, you got this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Of course I do. Ab, are you alive right now? Abs, you don't see me. Yeah, it was definitely one, one of them. them. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. For sure, man. For sure. So, so you're at this place now. This was a month ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go deep, so okay. I'm going to just prepare you. Let's do it. What needs to be under control? What is out of, what about Tashara is out of control about her, about her situation, about her circumstances? What is out of control? My mind. My mind. Yeah, it was. It was all over the place. And I can I can speak mm, Whoop. <laughs> I can speak about it from a healthier place. Yeah. Though I am still in it. I can speak to it from a healthier headspace. Yeah. Um looking from or looking through the lens of I'm kind of still stuck here. Yeah. Not, I want to look, not looking from an angle of, I want to get out of here. I was, I'm looking at it from an angle of embrace the fact that you're here. Yeah. Take into, um, take into account the presence. Yeah. Take into account the present and, and doing that, um, looking, looking, Looking at it, growing from it, growing yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was kind of, I I kind of psyched myself out of a lot. Yeah. Um, I walked myself into a lot. Yeah. Um, I caused a lot of self trauma, self abuse, self sabotage. Um, to I, keep your to in in um. What's the word? So you're doing all of these things to try to get your mind under control? Yes. 
Oh, this is good. Yes, absolutely. Is it working? Clearly, it's not. Don't answer that. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Abs- absolutely so, so, but here's not. the thing: Where are you coming up with this idea that this choice or this thing or this person or this situation could put it under control? Like, what would like? Pimp- what's the thought process behind trying listen, to listen? I was just trying anything at that point. You know, I I resorted to whatever works. Oh, for the moment of my mind being under control. Yes, because I I feel like if you run into something and it works, or if if you run into something and it doesn't work, okay, run into something else, don't work. Some else don't work. Some else don't work. Some else that partially works. Let's let's ride with that until we find something else that works. But like a quarter of the way, that totally doesn't work. That wow. may work. That oh, don't work at all. You know, so yeah, it, I was kind of, I was hurting myself in the long run because you were trying to come up with some little quick little patchwork. You trying heavy, to do patchwork, heavy trying to do patchwork, and it wasn't until recently I spoke to myself and was just like, "Yo, at the end of the day, you have to." come into accordance with the fact, not the idea. Mm. You have to come into accordance with the fact that you are legitimately living on God's green earth. Simple. He legitimately holds the entire world in his hand. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. So how are you walking your own path on somebody else's blueprint that's you red markering over someone else's blue print and first of all red marker blueprint is so preacher and the dopest way (laughs) so you're literally like God's blueprint. It's a blue map. You got a blue map. You got a red marker light. Heavy. No, nah, we going on that street. Then we going. You go, know what? We going go. I'm gonna build this Don't bridge. Don't want to do right that. There. That. I'm gonna jump over there. I'm not gonna go around it. I'm gonna jump over that jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, we be on that. We Heavy. be on Heavy. that. We be on that. For so, sure. like, okay. Background family. Shona. Church. Shona. Preacher. Shona. Drummer. Heavy. Healthcare. Heavy. Mind going crazy. Heavier. <laughs> so why are we not just, there has to be a reason that we're not giving our mind to God. Why haven't we done that? When you clearly know <laughs> that's what you should do. Because I felt as if that was we like to talk about the road not taken. Yeah. But for me, that was the road everybody was taking. Oh, that's cold. And it was just like, as a preacher, it was just like, you know, I'm totally going to defy all that. I know one thing because I read, I study. You know what I'm saying? All that. I I enjoy studying the Bible. Yeah. So I know it. Yeah. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, no. Yo, but but you know what? Like the the awareness of that contradiction gives us a small window into your everyday thoughts. Absolutely. So, cause like I'm listening to you talk, and I'm saying to myself. Everything that she think about has that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. It has to, because that's the only way you will be tripping like that. Like, yep. it's like this side and this side. Like, every thought has a seesaw attached to it. Absolutely. And mine was, are you going to do things your way or God's way? You're a preacher. Yeah. You're totally going to go to God's way. And then this, and it, it, it wasn't even necessarily the devil, yo. It Whoa. wasn't. It wasn't necessarily the devil, and it it wasn't a red angel, blue angel. Yeah, the it one was, that be on. The- no, it wasn't that. Yeah, it was legit. Shasha not having bad or evil ideas. No, yeah, it was just Shasha wanting to do Shasha. Ooh. So, and the truth of the matter is, wanting to be you. As a preacher, that's tough. Heavy. Because it's like, this is what the Bible say about preachers. This is what preachers say about preachers. Mm -hmm. This is what church say about preachers. Mm -hmm. This is what the world says about preachers. Heavy. And then, this is what my family say about preachers. Heavy. And that could be all them. All <laughs> them could be saying all totally different things. Heavy. So now Heavy. it's like, oh my god! Yep. So many thoughts, so many ideas. It's it's just and I'm stressed. Yeah. Like making that illustration. I ain't no preacher, but just making that illustration, I'm stressed because it's like, yo. So you're trying to figure out, like, yo, like. What up, y'all? I'm Rajay, and I'm interrupting the pod to present an opportunity for y'all to support the brand and the fam. So do this for me. Head over to RajayXShaw.com, click the merchandise tab, and grab a hoodie, t-shirt, or hat. And remember this thing. No matter what people say or think, live your life. Now back to the episode. All right, we back. Heavy. So before we before we start, I want to try to do it again. Okay. There's, what did I say? The world, right? The church. Yep. The Bible. The Bi- Oh, the Bible. Mm-hmm. Then I said what? Bible. What Bible says about preachers? The preachers say about preachers. The church says about preachers. What the, the world, world says, says about, about preachers, preachers, and then what family says about preachers. Yes. And how many things is that? Uh, Bible. We don't. Wait, I forget. Okay, Bible, yeah. preachers, the church, the world, family. Five. Five. Let's. Go. Five different dynamics. Yes, and I'm sure without a is it shout or shadow of doubt? What y'all or shadow? I've of heard both. I've heard shadow both. Shadow of a doubt. Shadow is it shadow or shout? Either way, y'all. Sorry. Five. Okay. Have you thought about all five of them? Yes. I'm stressed. Yeah. Take me through it. I just want to know, you sit in there, you a preacher. And you think about those five different dynamics. What you saying? Are you, what you saying? I ain't going to, what you saying? 
what am I supposed to do? Yeah, man. Like, what? What is it? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do? That's how. How? How can I do what I desire and do what they desire? <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, that is five different expectations. Yes. No. Six. Your own. Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, I want to make them proud. Heavy. I want to be a light. Mm-hmm. I want to be upright. So it's like, but I also, me, want to remain a person. When I take this clergy collar off, when I take this skirt off, when I'm just at the crib with the homies, like, I don't want to be on what people want me to be on. All the, like that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to be doing a bunch of other wild stuff. And that's the, but that's the wild thing about it. It's like mm-hmm. being a young preacher is tough because it's like, what if I just want to go chill with my cousins or something? Mm-hmm. And like, what if they ain't like, what if I walk in the door and keep me near the cross is not playing on the Bluetooth speaker? Heavy. Okay. Like, am I going to hell? Listen, okay. Like, am I compromised? Will right. I be contaminated? Listen, am I compromising something? Yes. Shoot. So yeah. Or or I want to go through them all. Like, you have how many preachers you got in your family? A lot. See, a whole bunch. It is so. It is so many of us. It that is, is so many of us. Yo. You're giving us a glimpse into why mentally it could be tough. That's a lot. Absolutely. Of pre- That's a lot. Of- so at the end of the day, should, I'm about to ask a hard question. Go ahead. Which of these six things are important and which ones are not? Hmm. Like, because I'm thinking like, okay, if you're being the best version of yourself that you can be, obviously, the Bible is number one and really the only important one. Absolutely. If we be gangster about it all, you could actually discard everything. The rest but- of them. <laughs> I mean, if we if we trying to if we talking upright, that's right. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So. But if we're talking relational, if we're talking building community, if we're talking healthy relationships, family, wanting to minister to people, wanting to be a light in dark places, there is a certain level of consideration you have to have in all of those areas. Absolutely. But not enough to be having mental breakdowns. Absolutely. I mean, it's I've learned that and in that process, I've learned being sensitive to those different dynamics doesn't make me soft to those dynamics just because I'm sensitive to it that means simply I can peep game yeah and with me peeping I can move accordingly yeah I'm sensitive enough to adjust to the climate of the room yeah that does not mean you can try me when I get in the room. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's honestly just a matter of being able to 
um, be sensitive without being soft. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. That's a preacher bar. Heavy. That's definitely a preacher bar. I do this. Nah. Yes. So I want to talk about um, your influence for a second. Okay. Like going back to the choir director thing. Mm-hmm. See, I told y'all we was going to skip all over the place because I'm about to go there to go back here. That's a preacher thing, but I ain't no preacher. But I'm we going somewhere. Just and stay with us. So you you hush. That's what you're gonna do, and you're gonna let me do this. So now we're a choir. Let's go back to okay. being a choir director. But do we already have a love for people before being a choir director? Yes. Okay. Where does that come from? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Now, what about the kids? Ooh, How do we feel about the kids? I Jesus have mercy on my soul. Yeah. I did not like children wow at all wow because i felt as though the generation coming up under me was raised differently than i was which is not a feeling that's a fact heavy Um, okay but the way you feel about that fact was it it kind of it closed me off to a particular way of growth and development okay i was totally closed into how i was raised that is right and only right so so it, how i was raised is right forget the rest of y'all yeah and it closed me off to an extreme extreme passion of mine so opening up to that different area of me and being open to to different lifestyles you know yeah. what i'm saying different areas of life being yeah. open to that and understanding what is, it was kind of just like, you actually do like these kids. Yeah, and that's what I was about <laughs> to say. Like, when you, yo, at the end of the day, yo, we be in our pockets. We got our family. We got our crews. We got our culture. We got what we know. Fact. Like, it's good and bad in all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and to be in a place where you've been called to serve, it is clear by now that we all see that. To let an idea that belongs to you and yours keep yo, somebody going crazy. Definitely getting the crunk. Speakers outside. are smacking. Okay. But I'm gonna try to continue. We to be in a place where you you know how you were raised. Mm-hmm. And for that to be a thing that makes you say, I ain't even finna fool with y'all kids. Cause mm-hmm. y'all parents ain't like mine y'all grandparents ain't like mine therefore i ain't got time yep that's exact that was exactly my mindset so what shifted your mindset what made you open to accepting realizing that there was a tender spot for children that was worth opening looking into yeah 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 yes because at the end of the day the child should not be oh my god how many times have we been in a place where we were called to serve a group of people but because of what we disagreed with that they those people couldn't control we say nah god i know i probably should be talking to these people but i don't like how these people parents raised them so nah i'm good that's totally bible yo please tell me uh, <laughs> Uh, what was the man? In, I don't know. You better not ask me nothing. The man in the Bible. Me, uh, no, but seriously, there was a man in the Bible. Yeah. And his instruction from God was to go speak to a specific people. Yeah. Jonah. 
Yeah, hard-headed Jonah. That man Go back right to Nineveh now. and preach God's word. And he was to preach it to a specific type of people. And his vibes were, nah, I'm good. So that's if the whole reason you, for the will. Because I'm going to get you back over there. You, legitimately. You, you, you tried it. It was, it was what he was closed. He was closed off to they aren't deserving of what I have. Ooh. They aren't deserving of what you gave me to give to them. I'm, you told me to go give it to them, but they're not deserving of it. But, yo, that's a very, I don't know the word. Hefty. Yo, that's crazy. So it's like, the funny thing is, in the same breath, who are we to, hey. have, to take that position? Who are we to tell God, anybody? You're totally not deserving of what God told me to give you. So I'm going to hold on to that, John. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to give it to you. I'm going to just hold on to it for myself. Cop it. You feel me? Like That's crazy because it's like, boy, you barely deserve to be the one I'm using. Heavy. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> heavy. Heavy. What is you talking about? If heavy. we're talking about what people deserve, Yo, boy, like, you ain't fit. Exactly. Consider yourself in this aspect. <laughs> Do you not recall you were once the bad child that they were chasing after? Yeah. So how are you going to say, I don't want to do that because they parents just let them do whatever. You don't know that that's what they parents are doing. But because you're so closed off to a particular way of life. Yeah, man. You look at life through that lens. Closing yourself off to your peripheral. Yes. Talk to one preacher. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so listen, so you get to a place where you're like, all right, cool. Yep. I'm open. Yep. That's how I started directing the kids and teaching them in Sunday oh, school. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, of course, you can't just teach kids how to sing in a choir because all kinds of stuff going to be going on. Mm -hmm. So how do you get into the place where you're like, okay, I'm not just directing them. Like, I have a relationship with them. Um, do you remember like what started that teaching them in Sunday school? Oh, okay. Continue. Yeah. Um, woo. I remember the day my grandmother asked me to be a Sunday school teacher. Were you was, like, dear, no, no, I actually didn't. Um, I was sitting in the adult Sunday school class at uh -huh. my church, Eureka strong. Yeah. Um, and she came up to me and as she was handing me the book said, would you mind being a Sunday school teacher? We have to run it past the pastor first, but I would like, you know, for you to be a Sunday school teacher. And I was just like, okay, cool. And I kind of just took on it outside of how I took on drumming and directing. I was just like, let's do it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, in that it was initially just a teaching them type of deal. But mm -hmm. I began to realize that they were looking for me. They And they were looking for me not to just show up in church and Sunday school. They were looking for me to show up mentally when they were in school with their friends. They were looking to hear Shasha's voice when they were about to do something crazy. Yes. The babies the teenagers, all of them. They, yes. they were, and when I realized that they were looking for me, 
and not even just me, but looking for the wisdom that God had graced me to have. Yeah. When I realized that they were looking for that, it was just like, you have to readjust. You have to redirect your, your, um, what is it? You have to redirect your, your shotgun. Yes. You gotta, you gotta shoot from a different angle. Yeah. Same gun. Yeah. Same bullet. Yeah. You got to shoot it, though, from a different angle. Yeah, that's good. That's preacher. So. That's so preacher. Scream, man. Because your aim was off. Heavy. And 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 not necessarily completely off. Because I was doing what I was, what they told me to do. Yeah. They wanted me to teach. All I got to do is teach. At this yeah. point, bye. Go back to your parents. Because at the end of the day, teaching is the what. And you had the what. This is what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. The why comes from opening yourself up to have a relationship with them. Absolutely. So now purpose is being fulfilled while Absolutely. just teaching. Because technically, Sunday school books are so strong that anybody who can read <laughs> can Heavy. teach Sunday school. It literally like the book is the teacher. You just got to say it. it out loud. Yes. yes. That's literally Heavy. all you got to do. Heavy. <laughs> Jesus is the light of the world and the light of the world is Jesus. Okay, kids, today's lesson is this. Jesus is the light of the world and the I light mean, of the world they, is Jesus. To the point where like, this is what y'all need to get from this. Yep. Paragraph. Yep. Make sure you tell the children <laughs> that God is good all the time, not just some of the time. Legit. Legit. Okay. So you get to the place where you're like, okay, I could just recite this book, but nah. Yeah. And then that develops. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you one more question. Cool. Is there anybody that you used to teach that is older now and you still have a relationship with them? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about it. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, you smiling so hard. <laughs> that makes it very clear um, how you feel about it. Um, A few of them. Okay. Um, I... I teach the babies. Uh Uh-huh. And I recently, my kids, they are my children. Yeah, Um, man. My kids, at a certain age, they go to a different Sunday school class. So I was in Sunday school last week. Uh Uh-huh. And after after my kids did their, um, they did their, what we got at the lesson. Yeah. They were sitting down and the Sunday school superintendent said, um, we're going to congratulate one of my students. We're going to congratulate them because next Sunday they'll be advancing to this particular class. And my heart broke. And I looked at him and I said, knowing how old he is, I said, how old are you? And he said, I'm such and such age. And it took the Lord for me to not cry oh. because I'm just like my kids, my kids, yeah. my children are leaving me right now. Yeah. And I had to remember that's why you have them Yeah, because you are preparing them for that next level. And that doesn't mean because my heart broke and I was tweaking like Shasha. You still go to the same church with these little boys. <laughs> okay. Like, what are you crying for? But it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't that it wasn't necessarily 
um, my, my heart didn't break because I felt like I was losing my children to something or somebody else. Yeah. It was just like I, I put everything I had into this, into this person, into this child. And I have to trust that everything that I put in them, they are going to take with them to the next level. They're going to take with them to the next class. So that's, that's just one instance. Um, one of my other, one of my other kids taught her. She, um, recently went off to college. Um, and I bawled real mad, nasty, ugly tears Yeah, at her graduation send off. And mm. it wasn't until I got into the car mm-hmm. that I was just like, Shasha, you have to trust everything you put in these kids. Yeah. And even now I have, I have younger people, young people, kids, teenagers, high school students, college students, even wow. that will hit my line at two and three in the morning, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Sha, I do not know how to deal. Sha, I'm finna have a mental breakdown. Sha, I can't stop wow. crying. Sha, I need your help. And being able to have that, even though they are not physically present, they know, like T.D. Jake's wife told her daughter, I am literally as close as the mention of my name. Yeah. You call me and it won't take nothing. Yeah. And I am present. I don't yeah. care how that has to happen. Yeah. You call me, I'm there. And once I Im- once I embed that into them, it allows for me to not worry about their journey. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I think we should stop there. I'm with it. Cause that's heavy. <laughs> but before we go, like to hear your story, to hear where you come from, you clearly know all of the different giftings and abilities that you have. Yes. You clearly know what you've been called to do. Yes. And who you've been called to reach. Yes. With everything that you've gone through, with everything that you're still facing every day, if you had to speak to someone who is trying to maintain and balance their humanity and their sanity and their their salvation, their calling and their purpose. Mm -hmm. Like what would you say to a person who's trying to cope with or balance it all? They right there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would share with them the best advice I got. Okay. And that is three simple words. Okay. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. Forget how you feel about it. Forget the fear, scare, re situations, whatever. Yeah. The the all of the additives. Forget it. Yes. Do it with those feelings. Do it scared. Do it afraid. Yes. Do it anxious. Yes. But do it. It doesn't matter how you do it. Do it. Because it isn't necessarily the beginning of a thing it has so much to do with the end of a thing 
Tashara McGee. Sure enough. Shot Town in the building. Heavy Eureka. on the ones and twos. You know it. We out here. Yes, sir. Gang, gang. Heavy, man. We love y'all. For